OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated Metroid one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start at just as little as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. The Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Daniel Hochter. Daniel, you are looking sharp in that Metroid hoodie, my friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this thing, man. I was actually wearing my um, my Omega Metroid t-shirt. I got the, I got the t-shirt. Oh, you got the new I, one, I, yeah. It got, it got dark. It got late. It got cold. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to throw on the sweatshirt instead. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I live in this thing. I feel you. Uh, you know, I think I might, uh, I might have to get something in that color because I initially, when I, when I, uh, do you remember like last year when we launched the website and we had the Omega Metroid Direct and I had this really, really bright red, like sweater. So I actually like custom made that sweater at like a local shop before we had a merch store. And I actually, I kind of dig like your like the this color is perfect. Oh, dude, this color is perfect. I mean, it's the Omega Metroid. I feel like it's. I feel like this is the. This is the color for our red. Like it's the red staple. It's like, it's so good. It's 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 a nice. Uh, it's a good. It's a good color to go for. That, really, yeah, is. I think that's. I think that's a standard. I might have to order a T-shirt. And yeah. Then, uh, so this is behind the scenes, and we're getting this episode started off way off topic. But <laughs> we uh, we were doing some some let, let's just call it testing product testing for the Omega Metroid merch shop, and uh, I ended up with one blank sock and one sock with <laughs> half of it covered in the Omega Metroid logo, which has since been fixed, but if you uh, I don't know, if you're looking for some Omega Metroid socks out there, they're they're out there in the world for you, at our merch store, so check them out, and you can check oh. out some uh, some other swag as well um, so yeah, we are we're here, we are, uh, we've got some exciting stuff going on uh, in the world of Omega Metroid, and we are, we are uh, getting ready to kind of just we're gonna. It's gonna be a different kind of episode. Last week we did mapping Metroid. This week we're gonna talk about the state of Metroid, really, in the last couple of years. Um, but before we get started on that, I have a little bit of an announcement, actually. So check this out. So for anybody that doesn't know, Omega Metroid has a Patreon uh, channel where we, you know, you can sign up and you could get some some different benefits and rewards and bonus shows and stuff like that. And one chapter has come to an end, and that is the ROM hack review chapter. And 
it, it's come to an end for now. I think we'll I think we'll bring it back. I think we'll bring it back, but like for everyone to experience on like the main show. I, I think that's gonna be a little bit more fun. But I'm excited about what's replacing it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about it. And uh, this is my little pitch, so you can consider signing up on the Patreon if you want to check this out. But we are debuting a new monthly show called the Great Metroid Area Ranking, and I'm gonna be ranking every every single area in the entire series so the plan right now which could change but the plan right now is we're going to do two a month and our our patrons can pick which two uh, i'm going to cover the only rules is that it can't be from the same game and i would like to encourage like kind of one heavy and then one mid or whatever area so those are the only rules of engagement but we're going to be doing a big ranking there's going to be spreadsheet involved where i can keep track of the whole list it's going to be fun it is a riff on uh, my pal and yours, Daniel. Our pal Gooey Fame um, has hey, a yeah. fantastic YouTube series called Gooey's Dungeon Dive, which does a similar thing with the dungeons in the Legend of Zelda series. So he's like six games, or I think maybe even more than six games in right now. He's on the Wind Waker. So like the dude is ranked like 100 dungeons already. So I asked Crazy. him if I could steal his gimmick. He said yes. He's going to join <laughs> me on the first show. And we're going to have a great time, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be some debate, and uh, I think it's going to get – I think it. I think people are going to be fired up when, when they see, you know, where some of these areas slot and where some of these areas don't. So that is debuting later this month, and it's going to be a really fun time. I'm I'm actually, like, really excited about I, that. Yeah, I, I dude, I, 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 like, I myself, clearly, I'm part of the Omega Metroid crew. But I'm also a fellow Patreon, and I gotta say, like, the ROM hack reviews were bomb. Like, if you have not signed up yet, like, there is, uh, it's a year, you did it for a year. You did year, it for a year. Yeah. There's a year, so there, there's 12, 12 months worth of, like, the ROM hack review. You just did Ascent. Uh, what was it Super Metroid Ascent? Is that what it was? Yes. That was, Which was that a was a beast. good one. That oh was a God. monster of a game, but that was so good. So, but yeah, seriously, yes. check it out. Uh, I can, honestly, I can't wait for, like, because... This is going to go on for a while, dude. You've you've set yourself up for a serious. Uh, That's yeah, almost. Uh, what I, was, I was I was like, oh so my we're God. starting off at two, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we should do like three. <laughs> There's a maybe lot of areas. Four. I I don't know. It's we'll, gonna be we'll good see. though. It's gonna be good. I, I'm pretty. I'm excited. It, I can't wait. Be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. That's debuting later this month, so you can go ahead and check that out. And uh, while I'm shilling, I mean, hey, check out those Omega Metroid socks over on our merch store. And uh, we got <laughs> we got a fixed, cool new fixed. Omega Metroid T-shirt in with a, like actual Omega Metroid on it for Metroid Fusion. Which it is. Uh, yeah. Segway is now available over on uh, Omega Metro, not Omega Metro, Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> yeah, oh, way, right, if only. Yeah, boy, thanks, oh, Nintendo. Boy. So-, uh, so yeah, so we are here. It, it's it's kind of like a state uh. of Metroid, but it's also a follow up for a, a really old episode that we did. I actually was a part of the episode. Um, I think it was my first ever episode that I had taken off, but it was one where Dak and Doom were kind of reminiscing about the the golden age of Metroid. And I guess I wanted to recap that just a little bit and, and maybe like get our listeners on, on board with what we kind of defined as that. Um, so the golden age of Metroid, as defined by us, was a, a period of time from 2002 to about 2007. I, I would say that's a fair timeline right like i, I don't think no, you you're not you're not gonna so okay I, I look i got my i got my notes you're not gonna put trilogy and other end there that was uh so yeah the uh, trilogy was 2009 we got other m 2010 um 
I, I mean, I guess. guess uh, you know, I I could consider the golden age to ended two thousand nine, but yeah, but I I in good conscience I couldn't extend twenty ten for that. And so maybe have you let everybody know kind of where you sit with Metroid Other M? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys so look, if you're on the Discord, if you're on if you're on our Discord or on like Twitter, you you know probably if you follow me, I I'm. Other M is not it's not the greatest Metroid, but I, I have a I enjoy it. There's a I have a fondness for it. It's mm-hmm. um the it's got some great music. It's the gameplay itself, I think it, it it's really it's a good it's nice gameplay. I love I love the the 2D sort of slash 3D implementation they did of the controller. It's like reminiscent of just playing Nestroid, but like on the Wii, it's such a, it's a really creative way. But yeah, man, the 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 the, the localization of the dialogues, it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, some of the story is bad. The controls, clunky as hell. Like it's bad. It's this. There's there's I I. It's it's you know it, you gotta love what you can you can get out of it. I guess. Sure, and and we're not here to beat up on other M. We did that a yeah, lot no, already. No, 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 oh, yeah, but yeah. but I do think. I, I couldn't say that that's part of the golden age, but I could listen to the argument that it ends in 2009 with trilogy. So, so maybe let's back up. So even in 2002, we start off with Metroid prime, Metroid fusion, 2003, a quiet year, but then 2004, we're right back at it. We got echoes. We got yep. zero mission, uh, 2005, we got hunters. We also had first hunt debuting with the DS, a little demo and pinball and pinball. Yeah. And pinball. So, so we got we got lots of Metroid games coming out. And yeah. Of course, yeah. uh, Corruption kind of brings us home and rounds out the the trilogy. And then um, you know, 2008 was a quiet year, but even 2008 like was like pretty decent year for Metroid. In that, like you had some characters added to Smash and Zero Suit Samus. You had a, a Ridley boss. Actually, you had two Ridley boss battles in Smash. I could I could you know have time for that argument. And then of course, Metroid Prime Trilogy, which which really kind of rounds out the whole trilogy and gives you a, a good way to play so golden age of metroid starts at 2002 ends 2007 2009 depending on you know what you what you might want to say and i think a lot of us really look back fondly at that time because it was the time where nintendo was just like okay we're gonna level up metroid into like the the next echelon of our series and take it from like a c-list series to maybe like a b-list series and and i think that that was a a really good time to be a metroid fan and it kind of feels like we are almost back in that cycle and i don't want to you know knock on wood jinx all that stuff like that but you take a look Uh, at the last couple years and it's you know it's going pretty good yeah, no, I, I'm seriously, I'm with you. I mean, like, I was looking at the timeline, just just a, a one-to-one comparison of the timeline of back then and now, and like, we are we're legit, legit. We're on the cusp, I feel like, of uh, of a golden age. It's like, I mean, we had we've got we've got Prime One and Fusion versus Dread. You've got uh, you've got the you know, you got your tier gap. We had some DLC. We had some DLC with Dread, which is in there, mm-hmm. you know. But then two years later, you got Zero Mission. And we've got Primer Mastered. Like it's 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 almost like a one to one for like the timing. And uh, and next up we've got would be Prime Two and Prime Four. Like I feel like we're so on the verge of getting into this golden age of it. it's it's I'm pretty pumped. So like even yeah I, I mean like let's go back eighteen months to uh, roughly eighteen months. So October twenty twenty one 
Metro Dread comes out, and not only right. does it come out, but it's like it's the best-selling game in the series. Uh, fast forward, yeah, you're right. It was a quiet 2022 was a quiet year. Although it was a quiet year for Nintendo in general, I would say it was. Like, yeah, it, it, it was. was. A, it was kind of a bad year, but uh, so we got yeah. 2022. Uh, whatever, we get some DLC Dread mode, which gives it a little bit more legs. But like, yeah. Man, 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 we are rocking and rolling in in 2023 so far, and we're three months in. Metroid Prime Remastered, Metroid Fusion, Metroid Two: Return of Samus. I, it like right. it. It seems unreal to me that you can play the entire 2D Metroid saga on Nintendo Switch. And yes, it's not like the games everyone necessarily wants to play, or the versions of Metroid One and Two that everybody wants to play. But I mean, like. You can still play those, and it's incredibly rewarding and awesome. So, like, I feel like I I was gonna dub this like the Silver Age of Metroid because you know mm. the Golden Age. We have the Golden yeah. Age; you can't replace yeah, yeah. that. But I yeah. feel like we're coming into a new Golden Age, or like a Silver Age, if you will. It's funny you mentioned because being able to play all the two Ds. Um, I remember when Dread came out. And everyone was like, oh, hey, Nintendo, if only I could play, you know, any of the other... Me- like, there were so many memes of, like, the Metroid games you couldn't play. And I got to imagine, they were just, like, so, like... They must have been working on getting all of this on a Switch Online, like, for quite a while, right? So, like, they were, like, just, you know, just waiting, just waiting, just waiting. And finally, now, it's 2023, we get it early this yeah. year, and it's like, there it is, there you go, bam, there you go. All the 2D Metroid games, you can play them. Enjoy them. Get caught up on the story. Here's Dread. Like it's fantastic. And and I think, like I think we're not done. I mean, obviously no, we know that we no. have Metroid Prime Four coming out. We know that that's coming. Yep. And I think it's reasonable to assume that it comes out next year or two. Like, ah, uh, yeah. I mean, so I think that's I, reasonable. So when I was going for this one to one timeline, the thing I was so all right. So look. So I mean, maybe I didn't explain it. So. Back in, uh, this was, uh, so Prime 1, right? That's November 2002, and compared to, like, Dread, right? And there's this weird window of, like, it's like, a, it's just like a year and three months, year, four months, and we get, mm-hmm. we get eventually we get Prime 2, or uh, Zero Mission, and I just, I feel like, oh, I'm sorry, it's the next one after, so after Prime Remastered. So we got Zero Mission, it was February 2004, and then we got Prime 2, November 2004, all right, so we got Primer Mastered, January 2023. Are we going to get Prime 4, like, fall 2023? Is that what we're going to get? You know, we, we've been talking about that, and uh, I, I know that Dak is convinced it's coming out this year, and I I'm, think I'm, Doom is yeah. too. Now, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Do you think... Do, <sighs> do you th- give me your Samus's percentages on that. Because I'll tell you mine. Right. I could... I could have that conversation, and I if you would have asked me before Metroid Prime came out, I would have said, like, uh, Metroid Prime Remastered, let me clarify, I would have said, yeah. like, uh, I don't think so. I think we're still decently far away. But, that being said, now that that game is out, and it looks the way it does, and it controls the way it does, I have to assume right. that, like, a lot of what's there is also going to be in Metroid Prime 4, in terms of, like, the engine, the visuals, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I don't totally. know that it's coming out this year. Like, I, I, I don't know that. Um, uh, but I, I could see it. Like, my percentages would be like a like a solid twenty five percent, and I could have I could have time for that if someone were to argue that they thought it was coming out this year. I I was originally leaning on uh, Prime Four being like the the next console. I really was. I thought I thought Prime Four was being reserved for the next the next Nintendo 
console I whatever the switch two, yeah. you know and then as but then but then it stole the show it stole the show in spring um prime remastered i'm sorry it stole the show just last month and it like and now i'm thinking like maybe they're really hyping it up for this year maybe they're hyping it up for the fall um i, I feel like we would gotten wind if it was a new system so i i don't think that's the case i'm i don't know i i'm i'm leaning all right so i gotta give you a percentage number i'm gonna say I'm gonna say sixty percent. Wow. Sixty percent. Sixty percent. We're getting Prime Four uh, this fall. I I I could see that. Like I I'm obviously much lower, but like I do think. So there's been rumors that this Prime Remaster has been done for like forever. Like they basically were sitting right, on the game right. for, for yeah. two years. And I think that the consensus among all of us was like, it makes sense that you would release. Uh, a either the Metroid Prime trilogy or at least Metroid Prime One before Metroid Prime Four to kind of get people into that mode. So I could I could see yeah. that. But I mean, even if even if it like Metroid Prime Four doesn't come out in the fall, like 2023 has just been a smashing year for a Metroid fan. Regardless, I mean, you know, Metroid Two, Metroid Fusion, Metroid Prime right. Remastered, and Zero Mission's coming soon. Zero Mission's coming. Like it, it's yeah. gonna come. Maybe maybe not this year, but like it it'll come. It, for sure. You don't think you well, you don't think that what's your wait, wait, uh, what we're talking zero Samus percentages here. What's your percent on uh on zero missions this year? Zero mission this year. This year I'm pretty high. I would say like 70%. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. I mean same here. I'd be 80, yeah. 80, 90% even like uh, and, and I'm like, pretty confident. Maybe we're talking September, maybe we're talking November, maybe we're maybe it's yeah. Jan- maybe there it's like in February, which it might as well be this year, right? Like February 2024, right. but zero yeah. mission is coming and you know, there, there's a lot of uh, conflicting thoughts, rumors, theories out there about whether Echoes and Corruption are ever going to get remastered, or if they do get remastered, maybe it's not to the same extent as Prime 1. Do they need to be remastered to the same extent as Prime 1? I don't know. But I also, like, I think that it's a lot... If you would have asked me, like, uh, I don't know, six months ago, four months ago even, um, before Metroid Prime came out, I would have been like, it just it seems silly to release all three games separately because then you're spending full retail price on three different games. But right. Nintendo really broke the the mold with with the price point of Metro Prime Remastered. So like I, I think that actually makes it more likely that they do the same thing, even if they just release digitally, like the games kind of as is with the new controls for forty bucks. I think that's a great deal, and like then you can you know then you can just buy those. So like I I think that well I don't know if those are coming as well. I think that they probably are. So if if you look at that, and who knows if they're coming after Prime 4, like, probably after Prime 4 makes sense, but, like, mm-hmm. when you set that up, you look at 2021, you look at 20, you skip 2022, but, like, you know, you could go to 2023, I'm assuming there's gonna be, there's gonna be something in 2024, it's either gonna be Metroid Prime 4, it's yeah, gonna be for Zero sure. Mission, it's gonna be X, yeah. it's gonna be something, and I think you could say the same thing of 2025, so, like, it really does feel like the, the, the ball is rolling, and it feels like a good time finally to be a metroid well, fan. We're, yeah well we're definitely teed up for metroid 6 i mean uh dread has has set the stage we're going like we're we're going and not to mention by the way speaking of uh if there's any sort of in between the the fusion uh fusion remake i, I know you guys you guys have talked about it a lot on the show um the the engine is built the engine is built yeah it's a matter of just putting the assets in and like i 
it, it's it's probably a shoe in right so so anywhere where there's going to be some sort of gap nintendo's be like all right here you go have some metroid fusion remake it'll it'll hold us over us crazy metroid fans it'll hold us over damn it so i mean like i don't want to get ahead of ourselves or anything but i i do think it's officially time to like crown this a new yeah, like a new, I, like yeah. I said, the Silver Age, not, not the Gold yeah, Age. Yeah, I'm like, with you, Silver yeah. Age, and not yeah. silver as in like it's less than the original age. It's just it's a different era, kind of like comics. There's like a Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age, whatever. It's a good time. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality is, is we're not gonna truly know. It'll be ten years from now, right? Yeah. We look back at we look back at 2002 now. Uh, it's what twenty years later, and wow, yeah, that was what a what a what a period for Metroid. We're gonna look back eventually, ten years, fifteen years from now, with the hindsight. Right now, we're doing our best to uh, to anticipate and are doing our best to just kind of go with the flow mm-hmm. with whatever Nintendo's given us. Uh, I, I'll be curious to know someday when we look back at this, you know, ten, fifteen years from now, what what really unfolded. It, it'll be interesting. Um, one conversation that I thought was kind of interesting, actually, that that our uh, our fellow Omega Metroid team member, that Metroid guy, was having on Twitter, is uh, you know he was kind of saying like, yeah, I, I feel like we're in a new golden age for Metroid as well, and it started with Metroid Dread, and and somebody um, kind of said like, well, that's not really fair. It should start with Metroid Samus Returns, and I don't want to talk about that a little bit because I have I have yeah. some thoughts about that, but uh, I don't. What what yeah. do you think? What do you think? So that that releases uh, so, October 2017. Yeah, my so is. my thought is honestly because like because you go from 2017 to 2021. So so Samus Returns comes out September 2017, and then you've got Dread October 2021. That's a huge gap. Nowhere in our previous golden in our you know our I'm quoting if you for those of you listening right. I'm quote fingers <laughs> here golden age right. Nowhere in our previous golden age do we have a gap that big. So for me, I feel like Samus Returns, Federation Force, they were, Nintendo was testing the waters. They were like, hey, you know, this Metroid community, they're still really active. It's a, it's a popular game. Let's test the waters. Oh, wow. That was really receptive. Let's get Dread moving again. Let's get, now I feel like it's starting to turn. I feel like Dread, for me, I feel like Dread is the start of the Golden Age, assuming we get one. Whereas Samus Returns, Federation Force, it's, it was Nintendo just testing the waters. That's that's my thought on it. I agree, um, and, yeah. and that's not to say like like anything about the quality of Samus Returns. I'm no, not at all. Specifically on Samus Returns, because I would never say that Federation Force was part of any kind of new era or or age for Metroid. But like, <laughs> so Samus Returns comes out, but the way that they released that game was so like. Oh. Not good. It was yeah, not good. They I didn't know. announce it during E3. And I guess, like, to be fair, if you you could maybe also argue that the announcement of Metroid Prime 4 kicks off this age, but I would disagree with that as well, um, which we'll talk about in a second. But Samus Returns, like, was not it was not announced at E3. Not announced. It was announced no, after treehouse. in the Treehouse, which really, yeah. I don't know. That, that, that doesn't really set it up for success in my eyes. And it was a self-fulfilling prophecy because it came out and it wasn't successful. And it came out on the wrong console at the wrong time. It should have been a Switch game. But I agree with you. I think that... I basically think that Samus Returns was just kind of like a a test run to get Metroid Dread up and running. So, like, get yeah. get Mercury Steam comfortable with Metroid, build an engine, maybe lower pressure, I don't know. But, like, right. get that up and running to get Metroid Dread ready to come out. 
You know, when you say that, by the way, with uh, with Samus Returns having come out in a treehouse, right? It got announced in the treehouse. And you feel like in hindsight, Nintendo's like, oh, wow, oops, that was a mistake. And now you look at where, where Dread was announced, where Prime or Master, mm. both times, both times it stole the show. Uh, how many... How many people, this, this, it was a, a February Direct, right? How many people were watching that Direct thinking, oh, where's Tears of the Kingdom? Where's Tears of the Kingdom? And then all of a sudden, Primer Mastered comes up, steals the show. Like, it, Nintendo, they, they learned their lesson, Samus Returns, they, they, they test, again, they tested the waters, and they're like, oh, wow, that was okay, we should probably do better with that. And here you get Dread, you get uh, Primer Mastered front and center, uh, in, a, in, a, in the directs, and they steal the show, and it's just—I feel like it's—it's it's building momentum now. It's really—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's good stuff. I—I uh, I completely agree, and I'm a Zelda guy. I like, you know, <laughs> I have the Zelda yeah. cast, and I feel like Metroid Dread and Metroid Prime Remastered, two separate times, two separate years, stole Tears of the Kingdom's Thunder, which, yeah. is, which is a pretty big deal. And like Metroid Prime Remastered is is you know, kicking butt on the sales charts. I don't know what, nobody knows what the numbers are, but I mean, like, it's doing exceptionally well. So, yeah, I would say, to go back to the point, like, I, I don't think that Samus Returns could properly be, I don't know, I, I don't think that could be a, a proper start of a new Golden Age, yeah, considering either, the, either. the gap between the lack of success, the the presentation of Samus Returns itself, and again, not to say anything about the quality of the game, but uh, that's that's a pretty, you know, it, it was pretty. It's four years. It's four yeah. years. It's four, it's. I I would like to think that there. I I do. So we talk about having all the two Ds on the Switch, by the way, and I know you've been holding out. You've got that. You've got your uh, your your message. I think still. Um, what is it saved on the Discord? What is it? Uh, pinned. Uh, of, yep. When is Samus Returns going to get port of the Switch, basically? And it's yep. it's going to happen. Come on, it's going to happen. At if, this point, yeah. I Man, if they can sell Metroid Prime Remastered for 40 bucks, you you can't right? convince me they can't Come do on. the same thing with yeah, Samus Returns. Exactly. I'll press That's it a, a little yeah. bit. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I think like the, the argument that I saw about Samus Returns being the start of, of this new Silver Age is also kind of undone by, like, one of the darkest days in Metroid history. You know exactly what I'm oh, talking about. Yeah. Which, which is the yeah. development restart of Metroid Prime 4. Like that was that was a, a pretty big gut punch and like a, a big yeah. blow to to hear. And and I guess if you actually like analyze it, it's like it's kind of good in a way, because at least Nintendo cares enough about this game where they don't want it to be horrible and they invested the money in it to get it restarted so like if if you look at it from a perspective like that you could infer maybe it's a good thing but like i mean it like it, it really it, it sucked it sucked to hear so like i don't think that can be part of any kind of new golden age either actually yeah but i mean i gotta say though it's i'm so i'm so happy to know it's in good hands now with retro yes. i mean i I don't. I don't want to set the bar. I don't want to set the expectations too high. But for me, the idea of Metroid Prime Four, you know, Metroid, and I feel like it's it, it's 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 always represented very amazing milestones for video games. You had Prime One on the GameCube, Super Metroid on the on the Super Nintendo. Like they they represent almost milestones. I mean, mm. there there's some other. It, I, I don't want to get too nitty gritty, but I I feel like Prime Four 
going to reset the bar in terms of adventure exploration games. It's gonna, it's going to, it's gonna blow everything out of the water. It's gonna be amazing, and I, I just because it's the the franchise is just the Metroid has always been about that, and then retro, they're they they're behind it. It's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I well. I can't wait either, and my that's kind of where. So my my Samus's percentages on Prime Four being released this year was a little bit lower, just because I feel like they would, I or maybe this is just my hopes rather, but like I would hope that maybe there's like a longer build up to the game coming out, and like I guess Metro yeah. Dread only had, what like three four months or something like that. It was like, a pretty short window. It was, it was a short, a window. short window. Yeah, yeah. And, but I would imagine if if Prime and Four is going to be like one of the big games of of this year which like clearly there's going to be something in november that's going to be like your your big game of the year like every year it's yeah. pokemon or mario or whatever and i don't know if metroid prime 4 would fill that spot but certainly i don't know what else would at this point but like i think that if it was coming out in like october i i do i don't know i kind of feel like that's like a short window to because presumably at this point we're we're not gonna the earliest we'd get it announced is like a you know the Nintendo Direct that would happen in and around E3. Who even knows if that's going to happen this yeah. year? Because it didn't happen last yeah, yeah. year. No. So, I yeah, I don't know. Certainly, if, and, if we didn't uh, see it in the summer, it ain't coming out this year, I would say. It's a good point. I mean, because you're right. I mean, if we don't hear about it, if we... Look at Tears of the Kingdom, right? Like, uh, that, that we got the final date uh, just last year. September. That was a short window. Yes. They've been moving. They've been, Nintendo's been Nintendo's been moving to shorter marketing windows. I feel like um, I with mean, Dread, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. No. Well, Tears of the Kingdom is a outlier because uh-huh. it was announced in like 2019, which was in hindsight obviously like way too early. And then like it took forever for any other details to come in. So like that's 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 an outlier example, but. Yeah. Oh, wait, you say outlier. I'm sorry. Does that not sound exactly like Metroid Prime 4 announced I mean, way too early? Yeah, maybe. We haven't heard any details. At least uh, at least with Metroid Prime 4. I, I remember actually Reggie fils saying something along the lines of, like, we we typically don't announce games this early, but, like, we wanted to yeah. let Metroid fans know that we were working on this game because right. it's important to them, and which which I appreciate. And, like, I think, yeah. like, even yeah. just saying that yeah. is just, like, I feel fine enough with that because it's like, okay, like, they're working on it. I don't need to hear about it for a while, like, whatever. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, that delay, God, it was just, it was crushing. Like, that was a crushing delay, even though you know that the game is now in good hands. And I you, know. You know. It, Yeah. Can you? I I, I so want to know what was it? Was it was it the um, was it the the story? Was it the gameplay? What was it that made Nintendo come in and be like, no 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 no, right, here you guys you guys need to pick this up and take it over? Like what was it that made them choose that? I'm so curious. And well, I I hope someday we find out. I really do. I really do. They make I'm a curious. fascinating documentary. Yeah, I, totally. it really would. Right, that would. I would have to imagine it was the gameplay, but I mean, who knows? Who knows? I would, yeah, I don't know. I would actually point to another day. It, I so I wouldn't. I would not say that this is a start of the Metroid Silver Age. But if someone were to to make an argument for Samus Returns and and whatever, I would actually point to another day as another really strong contender for that 
for that Metroid moment or like the the beginning of like the the upswing of the Metroid series. Would not say it's the start of the Golden Age or the Silver Age, but you know, I would I would point to this as an important day. That's E3 2018. Think about this. E3 2018 was like literally main evented by Ridley joining Super Smash Bros. Like that's a pretty big deal. Oh. And during that you you had like Dark Samus show up. You had yeah, you yeah. felt like you had a lot of like Metroid influence in the newest Super yeah. Smash Bros. game, which I thought was pretty cool. Again, I, I'm not I'm not saying like that kickstarted this new kind of gold age of, of Metroid either, but I think it's worth mentioning. If if we're gonna talk about Samus Returns as a potential starting point for that, I think that that was a big moment in terms of like perceiving Metroid and and you know people saying like oh this like. This weird dragon guy, like the he's like he just capped off E three twenty eighteen, like cool. Who is he? Yeah. Yeah. I that's I mean, that's I, I I'll be honest, I missed that moment when it came when it happened. Um But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a that is a big moment to to have him come into the stage. Um Certainly not like a yeah. like a jumping off point for a new great era of Metroid, but something worth it anyways. But yeah, I mean, I think, that, it, yeah. I think that in like ten years when we're looking back at this time, we're gonna say like this started in two thousand or twenty twenty one with Metroid Dread, twenty twenty three with Metroid Prime Remastered, and then like all these other games that are were very inaccessible. Now they're now they're finally on a on a platform that has like a hundred million plus users playing it like right. you know like I, I think that this is going to be pretty big for the series we know that we have new games on the on the horizon uh metroid metroid prime 4 obviously but i do think like i i actually think like metroid 6 isn't going to be like that far away i think mercury steam is going to be developing it i think they're going to use the same engine and i think that they're going to be able to make it quicker than maybe we think so i if if you told me that like that uh metroid 6 came out in 2024 or 2025 i could totally believe that yeah you know i, I got, speaking of the switch online uh, releasing I, I gotta say what what makes you think they went with fusion before zero mission probably cause, like probably isn't because it... it came out first and probably because it yeah. i think it's i think it's generally the more celebrated game i think it's a more okay. well well-known game um and i think it's a more how do I say this? I think it's a more like uniquely like I think if you were to ask people to identify the Game Boy Advance with Metroid, I think almost everyone would come back and say like Metroid Fusion. It makes me think like if you were to okay. to say to someone Game Boy Advance Metroid and had their brain like uh, like Google autofills it right like it's Metroid right, Fusion right. That, that comes up first. And in my head, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I I think and again it's not it's not like a quality thing that I'm talking about with the Zero Mission or Fusion. But I just think that like when, like when you think portable Metroid on the Game Boy Advance, I think Metroid Fusion first, Metroid Zero Mission second. Probably also because Metroid Fusion is an original title, whereas Zero Mission is right. you know an enhanced remake. It's true. Very enhanced, yeah. obviously. Okay. But good point. Yeah, yeah, no, good point though. That's a good yeah. point. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's uh, you know, we we've kind of been bandying about and talking about this new age and and you know talking about what the possibilities could be but uh and i think that there's a lot of possibilities but i i just 
I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that we're here. I just I finished a couple runs of Metroid Fusion the other day. Got a hundred percent. Did some work on the guide. It was nice to be able to play that game on on my Switch in bed and then on my big TV. It's it's just like it's a cool time to to be a Metroid fan. Which you got to take it these is. moments because it, it doesn't. They don't come very often. No, it doesn't. And I'm I'm excited. I really am. I I I can't wait. And and yeah, having all of all of the uh, the 2Ds on the Switch handheld, just taking it with you. It's it's fantastic. It really. Mm. I now when I go on a when I go on the business trips, I don't have to take my uh, my Game Boy Advance with me. I don't have to take all my other little systems. Like I can just take my Switch. It's fantastic. Okay, so you got to check this out. So by the way, if you're listening to this, we have all of our episodes on our Omega Metroid YouTube channel, which by the way, we're going to be uh, streaming these episodes live starting pretty quickly. Um, but if you're listening to this, head over to the YouTube channel because I'm about to show Daniel something here that is ridiculous. <laughs> this is my original DS. This is my copy of Metroid Zero Mission on it. And this is a map that I made that I printed off that I am like writing like expansions and locations and stuff <laughs> like that on. So when the day comes that I don't have to carry this thing around and charge yeah. it with like my 15 year old charger and this game is just on nintendo switch online it's gonna uh, be a great day i i have um well so i think well we were we were chatting before uh we we hopped onto this i'm we're in the process of of selling our home and moving and stuff so i've got things in boxes i wish i could show you but i have somewhere around here my original as well and um i i don't know i i i i love that thing hate it but uh yeah i hear you yeah. It'll be nice to not have to cart it around for certain games. Um, so yeah, so we're going to jump around a little bit here, and I and I want to talk about our boy Ridley, because we had one, not one, but two articles come out about Ridley uh, on OmegaMetro.com, but I know that you had some notes and stuff like that. I, I want to make sure that we didn't leave anything off that you want to talk about before we kind of get going and talking about uh, our man over there. So uh, any, anything that, that we want to add to this, like, you know, awesome Silver Age. I'm officially, I'm dubbing it the Silver Age of, of Metroid. Anything I mean, that we skipped over that you want to go over? The only thing I can say is, right, so when I was looking at the previous timeline, I mean, uh, what's going to be the next pinball? Come on. That's, uh, you know, we've got, we had Prime 2, Hunters, Prime 3, Zero Mission. What's the next? So, Zero Mission, uh, you know, a remake of the original. We've got Primer Mastered. Mm-hmm. We've got that. We've got, we've got Prime 4. What's gonna be the new pinball? I can't wait for the next spin-off. The next spin-off. I'm excited. So let's, let's see. So we had um, so in the original Golden Age, I want to do some quick adding up here. We had one, yep. two, three, four, five original games, one enhanced remake. Mm-hmm. Is that is that right? So Metroid Prime um, Fusion. So yeah, and then we had Metroid Prime Pinball. So so technically five original yeah. games, one spin-off, yeah. one remake. So we're at uh, Metroid Prime. Four and Metroid Dread, so two original games so far. One remake, Metroid Prime Remastered. But I think one, Remastered, close enough, close enough. I right? think I think Metroid yeah. Fusion is good. So maybe we'll have two. Uh, we'll have two remakes, which which is totally. Oh fun. yeah, all right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, what what could they do as like a Metroid spinoff? Are we, you know what? You know what I getting... think could be like a thing, and I don't know. It kind of depends on like when the next Nintendo system comes out, but like. I feel like actually maybe I'll back up. So I'm I'm not like the biggest Mario Kart guy, but like I, I I don't know I like it enough. And like we have this like new expansion wave rolling out with like new tracks and stuff like that or whatever. And there's actually like five characters that are left to be unlocked in Mario Kart. 
I was going to say, I think that the next spinoff or like quote unquote prime as or prime pinball esque title could be just like Samus showing up in something like a Mario Kart or something like uh I, I don't know whatever right. a Mario Party yeah. or like something like that. So it's not really a spinoff necessarily, but it's kind of yeah. sort of there. I don't know. Maybe maybe that could be a maybe Samus is even going to show up in this Mario Kart Eight. This is probably just like pie in the sky, but. Uh, I don't know. Stranger things have oh, happened. Come on, right? we we we've got at this point. You've got Link in there. Come on, Samus. She's got. She earns her spot. She she needs. She needs to be in in Mario Kart. Come on. Like I I think that like the next like yeah. I don't know. I think the next Mario Kart should literally just be like Nintendo Kart and like you you roll right? out. Right. Yes. Like, yeah. You guys mentioned that once in the show. Yeah. Nintendo yeah. Kart. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Give me, give me like a give me like a Metroid track with like Samus yeah. or you know. Oh like, I think God, that'd be, that'd be cool. so good. Here, That'd be so good. One other thought, actually, a, a spitball of an idea. Again, this is even more pie in the sky, but I wonder if we could add in to this golden or the Silver Age of Metroid. Like, I think that the possibility for like a movie is is still on the table, depending on how the Mario movie does, which I'm sure it's going to do awesome. So, like, even or maybe not even a full like Metroid movie, but like I could see Samus showing up in like a cameo or something like that in one of these movies. Oh, okay. Like, so I was gonna put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Finish your go ahead, Finish your no, thought. No, 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 no. Put me on the spot. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, so I was gonna say. So uh, we haven't talked about this yet. What would be your sandwich? Your Samus percentage of her showing up as a cameo in the new Mario movie? I th- I think it would be pretty low. I think it would be very low yeah. in this movie. But if they if and when they make a sequel, I, I think that the chances kind of go go up. Like, okay, like I, I think right. that the first okay. movie is probably going to be about establishing this like new Nintendo universe, cinematic universe yeah. that they're making, and that's right. fine. But like, I think like as more Nintendo movies get made, which seems like it's going to be the thing, right? I think that yeah. that like goes up a lot, like cameos or maybe I don't know, maybe even a, a full. Metroid movie down the road someday. I, I no idea, but I I also I wouldn't say that that is impossible either. Like it, it it seems to be trending up, which is which is great. And like I said, we don't want to jinx anything, but like these moments they <laughs> don't know, come very I often, know. so we have to celebrate. We don't. Them. We, we really we really do. Uh, we 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 embrace them when we can. Yeah. So so yeah. There we go. We're uh, we're in the Silver Age of Metroid, and there's. Uh, you know it's exciting, and we're excited, yes. and it's been it's been a, a great couple months. Um, okay, well, I want to shift gears actually, and I wanted to yeah. uh, to talk to you about some Ridley fights actually, because we had a series of articles, one by myself, one by Dak, that I was eager to pick your brain on, and one of them was about Proteus Ridley, and one of them was about Meta Ridley. So, Daniel, my friend, you have your pick about which one we'd like to do first. What do you think? Well, Taylor, let's go to Proteus. Okay. So I'll give you the backstory here, and I'll give all the listeners the backstory. So me, me and Doom and another friend of ours, Tony, we're talking on Twitter, and I see them talking about, uh, you know, I uh, this Proteus Ridley fight is really good in a bubble, but I think it kind of ruins the ending of Metroid Two, and and I kind of jumped in there and I and I started to write something. The words started coming to me, and and I essentially wrote a article. That is available on OmegaMetroid.com right now that said, you know, in defense of Proteus Ridley. And before I kind of go through and, and go through my points and stuff like that, 
what is your I don't know what's your stance on that fight just in terms of both like the fight uh, itself in terms of like where it might rank among your Ridley fights your general fights in the series in general so, and what's your thoughts on you like know. how this fight impacted the the ending of Metro Two? So uh, the fight itself is it's fantastic. I I've never been a big fan of the enclosed. Uh, like the Super Metroid, the Zero Mission, even the Fusion Ridley fights, right? You're always in this weird enclosed space. And as when you have a Ridley flies, give him some space to do his thing, right? You've got, I don't want to jump ahead to Meta, Meta Ridley, but like <laughs> you experience it there, right? Yes. Um, but in terms of Proteus, it's such a, it's, the room is bigger. It's a, you're obviously outside. He can fly around, and the game embraces that. It doesn't do what Meta really does. He doesn't fly off. He you're, he's always in the fight. It's engaging. Um, you've got the, the the cinematics. You've got the um, the melee counters. It's such a great fight. It really is. But it's a big but. I'm sorry. Uh, I I played. I'm I I'm old. I know I'm old, and I I. I, I love Metroid 2. I love after when you beat the queen. Now, it's not, I feel like, that reflective moment that people like to think it is. I read your article recently, and I, I agree. It's not It's not as reflective and quiet and somber as, as people make it out to be. But, but the music kicks off where it's this, it's almost like, it's not a victory music. Doom, I wish you were here right now. It's not a victory music, but it's like... He's pulling his hair. He's like diegetic and non-diegetic. Uh, yeah, no, but yeah. it's but it's this, but it but it but it gives you this feeling of like you're 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 making your way to the finale. It's done. You've you've defeated the in the music. I'm saying the music encompasses this, yes. where it's you've got this feeling of just you've completed the game. Here you have you in this. You're you're with this baby Metroid. You're going up. There's no enemies, right? There are, uh, there's very few, I think, I, if any. I don't think there are. And nope. when you're and doing you the, just, the, you no, it's just ends. you and the Metroid will, will break some barriers and you go to your ship, you're done. Samus returns, however, it you, you fight the queen and the game doesn't change pace. It doesn't change pace. You're still your standard music. There's no there's no shift in music. There's no shift in monsters. You're still fighting enemies. You're still it, it completely changes. I feel like my problem with having Proteus there is that it makes the queen and what was once the the true ending of the game feel less significant. And it, it's again Proteus Ridley. It's the best Ridley fight I've ever ever done in Metroid. It, it's it's perfect. Hmm. But I and I, I just feel like it, it really took away from what the Metroid 2 originally gave you in that queen fight. It was, um, it, it's, yeah, it's not a bad, I, I think you you made some really good points and I don't want to steal your thunder here, but you made some really good points about it bridges the gap between Ridley, Ridley being in super Metroid Ridley being in, um, Metroid prime. Mm -hmm. It really bridges those gaps, which I think it, it wasn't necessary, but it was nice to have. Um, but overall, I probably would have. I, I I tend to enjoy that nice moment at the end of Metroid Two without the without the added fight, you know. Right. What about you? So where I'm, where are you? I mean, I know you you wrote the article, but still. So I like I completely understand what you are saying and what Doom is saying and Tony was saying and all that. I I do get that. I think for for me, I was like, well, 
you can, if you want, you can go right from the ending of that fight with the Queen Metroid, and you can more or less make your way back to your ship, and and you can end the game. And it's not, yes, it's not quite as like quiet or somber or reflective. But I, I think like my big thing was like to me that that moment that a lot of people have di- didn't really exist, and that's kind of like the the big thing I've heard I've heard over and over again. And like I'm not telling anyone how to interpret the ending of Metroid Two, and I think that's perfectly valid that a lot of people kind of took that that awesome track that you mentioned and, and associate with like a quiet moment of reflection about the actions that you've just done. I think that's that's you know totally totally valid, and um, but I I never kind of got that vibe particularly because like at the beginning of super metroid samus is literally just like here you go this 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 baby metroid like do whatever with it. make a cure or something <laughs> right. um so it almost it seemed more of like a transaction to me and and i feel like that yeah. that kind of uh is how i feel like almost samus views her mission on sr388 in general is like it's it's just business. It's a transaction, and it has to be done. Especially because like when you hear her talk in Metroid Fusion, and this is like really clear in my mind because I did this last night. Like when she's talking about the X and the SAX, like she's not when she destroys the that the X, she is not reflective or somber at all. She's literally just like they're mindless killing machines and blah 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 blah. And they are right, but like right. I at the same time. I could see her saying the same thing about the Metroids. So anyways, the long short of it is like, to me that, that quiet kind of reflective moment didn't exist in the same way that it did for a lot of other people. So I, I never kind of got that attachment to it. And then what I, what I really love about, about this is like, yeah, you kind of mentioned, I, I really love that the ending of Samus returns to me really makes Super Metroid's ending even stronger because you have more of a bond does. with it the does. baby Metroid. Yeah, and I will say so. Like, and and you mentioned like the design of Proteus kind of bridges the gap between Prime and Super, which I love too. But I think maybe the one of the most important things is like I think that if Samus returns, if the intention was always to have you play with the baby Metroid by your side and have it unlock like the last of the expansions. If that was always the intention, and I think it was, and I love playing with the baby Metroid. I I love it. I love it. I think it would have been anticlimactic if you played the game, beat the queen, explored the rest of of SR3 date, got the rest of your expansions, and then just like head on into your ship and and go. And so I think you need if you if that was always the idea was to explore with the baby after. I think you did need a boss battle at the end. But I don't. So that's the thing. I don't think it was. There's, there's actually in the original. There's no expansions you need the baby Metroid for. Right. Yeah. So lo, sorry. Let me let me rephrase it. So it's, uh, yeah. If Mercury Steam's intention was was always like we're gonna expand on this ending and we oh, and we want okay. you to, okay. to explore with the baby Metroid and we right, want that to be right, a game right. Game yeah. I then, see. Then I think yeah. Because like AM2R, it sticks to the original ending, and after you beat the queen, right. you just leave. And I think that's also fine. Like I love the ending of that game too. And, right. and the Queen Metroid does, to your point, feel like more of a badass in that game, I think, than she does in Sam's Returns. But, that being said, if they always wanted to use the baby as a gameplay mechanic to right. to unlock other stuff, then, like, I do think that you needed something at the end. And, like, the fight, I think everybody loves that fight. Like, it's, oh, it's, it's such a, a good fight. It's, it's so good. It's a spectacular fight. I mean, the baby gets in on it, like, you know, get on yeah. Ridley's nose. Like, it's so good. Come on. 
Like, I, I love the Super Metroid fight. Like, I, I feel like I sweat after that Super Metroid fight. Like, it's just such a wild, crazy brawl. But, like, this one, too, kind of has that same energy where it's like you've got all these crazy cinematics of, like, yeah, it, it really the, does yeah. feel like the baby Metroid is the difference between victory and defeat. And, yeah. and I really love that about, uh, about that fight. So I think while I can understand what other people are saying... I understand what you're saying about, you know, your thoughts about the queen. I actually think the queen is probably the best argument, how it diminishes the queen Metroid fight. I, I, I think that's valid. And then, you know, I think, I think all in all, they're, they're both great games. I think this goes back to you once we want, you, we, we once asked on our uh, Twitter, um, does zero mission, uh, replace Nestroid, right? You know, Mm. and, uh, to you, I know you fought you and me. I think we're in agreement. It doesn't because they they offer unique experiences. Yes. I think the same goes with Samus Returns in Metroid Two. Samus Returns does not replace Metroid Two. They're both very valid even today because they offer these unique experiences. I I still love that you you go through Metroid Two, the original, and. And you can have that moment. You can have that moment of fighting the queen, and this this music kicks in, and it's like, oh my god! And you're making your ascent, and it's you're not, you know, I mean, you don't get teary eyed, but like it's that that feeling of it. Whereas like Samus Returns, it's much more action oriented. It's like, oh yes. yeah, hey, bam! And then you get up, you get up to the top, and it's oh my god, it's really oh my god, you got you got counters and melees and action, bah! It's they're different experiences, and. They're both so valid today. That's I don't think either is a wrong answer. Yeah, I I agree. Like I I wouldn't I don't think that Samus Returns replaces Metro Two either. Oh. If you ask me, if AM Two R replaces Metro Two, I might actually say it does. Yeah, I, I might I might say it does because I like. I played Metroid 2 uh, actually like a couple weeks before it came to NSO. I played a, a colorized hack of it, and I, I, it's a great, amazing game. But it it also did make me realize like how faithful AM2R is to that game in terms of like its layouts, they its did music, good. its yeah, yeah. That that could be a, a separate conversation. But like, yeah, I, I think that like I, I get I get what you're what you're saying, what Doom was saying, stuff like that. But I think that like all the pros of the Proteus Ridley fight, like for me, like far outweigh the the negatives of it. You know, uh, I I mean, yeah, I and and like I said, there's no there's no I don't right think or wrong. I'm not trying yeah, to, I'm not trying a, to change no, minds. A, yeah, no, no, it's so tough. It's uh, I don't think I I don't think I would want to not have that fight. You yeah. know, I I think I'm with you. I I, I think that's a uh, if I had to choose between having it and not having it, that Proteus fight is so it's so good. Yeah. It's so worth it. And it again, bridging those gaps in Super Metroid, it makes it makes it feel more like a saga now than it does like disconnected games. Right. Okay, well I was defending while well, I was defending Proteus Ridley, um, our man Dak wrote an article about Meta Ridley in Metroid Prime, which I want to jump into yeah. as well, because you know we we've kind of been beating up a little bit on on Meta the last couple weeks, uh, just just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And Meta, yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. I really like, I really like like the Meta Ridley fight, as in I love the like the presentation of it, I love the setting of it, and I love the latter half of it too when he loses his wings and it's kind of like that brawl that. <laughs> yeah. that that, yeah. like, that showdown that I really crave when I fight Ridley. And, you know, Dak had some suggestions about maybe 
let's just call it uh, how to spice up the first half of it. And I wanted your your quick opinions on it. And actually, I'm going to give my own quick opinions too. Um, so he he had four ideas about how to do this. Number one, introduce an interactive mechanic during Ridley's fight sequence in the first phase. So you know what? The, basically, the biggest complaint, my biggest complaint, is that when Meta Ridley, Meta, Meta Ridley goes and flies around, you're just kind of yeah. like, standing there waiting for him to come back and sometimes he can fly for a long time so what Dak is suggesting is it's actually like pretty cool um he introduces a mechanic here that would be like laser activators so essentially you would uh some morph ball slots would come up and you can go and bomb these morph ball slots in the correct order and then these lasers shoot up meta ridley while he's flying that actually sounds like badass I think that would have been really cool. It it would work well too because um the you know the end of the fight when the lasers actually kick in so like it's I think if you set it up where it feels like a you're almost like you know what like you're you're piecing it together you're piecing together those final set of lasers that actually take them out yeah, and like yeah. you, know, you know right like because like you've got like the the like okay here's a here's like a slightly weaker version and then a little bit stronger and then finally yeah it comes together you've you've beaten him the lasers are done and it just it's a it's a finale of like they i'm doing this because like they all I go at this angle with yeah. them, but like uh, <laughs> they knock him off yeah <laughs> sorry if you listening I'm, i've got my hands going you can't see it but they, i'm just, we're That's fired up. We're, we're fired the lasers. We're talking with our hands. Uh, but <laughs> and, and like, and to add to that too, he, he kind of suggests something which I think is is kind of cool. Although I would, I would just make if it were me, I would just make it your only option. You have to laser them. But so Dak suggested that you could do kind of a risk reward kind of thing, where like you can, if you choose to to get these morph ball bomb slots, you kind of have to commit to them and get them in the correct time. And if you and if you get them in the correct time, you could hit Ridley with the lasers. But if you fail, Ridley's attack is is twice as potent. And he he would suggest that like you can just let him fly around and do nothing, or you can choose to to risk it and go for some extra damage. I actually would have just made like the fight like I I would have made it like you have to to do it. I don't know. Yeah, about you. I think I would lean I would lean more on the on the you have to. I think um, it would be I, I the optional uh, to make it. I think I'd prefer it more as a more of a, a story cinematic in, incorporation, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I think I would too. So I, I really love that idea. I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, really, that'd I, be a great way to do Just like yeah, tying the lasers in. I think it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they, they come they come at the end kind of out of nowhere. Whereas like this 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 essentially makes them part of the fight. It's nice. Tell me what you think about his next suggestion. Um, and it's, it's something I've suggested before too. And I'm not super crazy about it. But his next suggestion was like, Ridley summons some space pirates. So essentially, you're fighting some space pirates while he's flying around doing his thing. Gives you yeah. something to do. I remember. I remember. Uh, Dak mentioned this. I think one of the previous episodes in general. And it's uh, the the Omega Pirate does this. It works yeah. really well. It works really well with the Omega Pirate because the Omega Pirate is working on recovering his health. And so if you don't. If you if you if you allow yourself to get distracted for too long with the with the the added pirates, he's going to recover his health. Whereas with Ridley, it's more of a it's more of just a distraction while he's trying to fire at you. Um, the consequence, I guess, is that he hits you. Pretty um, much, yeah. I you know I could be okay. What about this? If there were know. because even in like the Metroid Prime fight, like the the second phase of it, he summons Metroid. So it's like, 
It's kind of like that would be like the same gimmick almost in three fights in a row. Yeah, you know kinda... what? No. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking on it. No, the more I think on it, no. I, I feel like it's it's you and Ridley. Don't bring anyone else into it. It's you and Ridley. I agree. The, this... la- the lasers are okay. That's part of the stage. It's yeah. different. But it's you and Ridley. Don't bring in don't bring in the minions. This this would no. be my only way that I I think I mean like uh, I would be fine with it. Like at least it gives you something to do, but if for example like you're fighting the space pirates and and you're taking them out and like maybe they're I don't know maybe they're just like regular space pirates and so not like the beefy like troopers or anything like that and you can defeat them to get health or ammo or something like that and then like Ridley just has like a dive bomb attack that will kill the space pirates and you if you don't jump in time like that just because like I I don't think that you want the space pirates to be there for a long time right? no like, I gotta say see that's where I love where like the Omega pirate he will kill the other space pirates yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll kill them he doesn't give a he doesn't care like uh, I actually so but. But again, I, I, I would like that mechanic where Ridley would take him out if they were there. But I think the question of whether they're there, this goes back to, you know, I, I like those those like those brawl fights. It's just like it's you versus Ridley. You want that you want that connection like you guys have been duking out for so long now. I don't know. I think I'd rather not have the added uh pirates. I I, th- I think I agree. I, I kind of floated that idea a couple weeks ago and, and... The more I think about it, it's kind of like, yeah, eh, yeah, and maybe not. Yeah. Um, so third idea that he suggested, kind of interesting. Um, so essentially what, what Dak is proposing is that there is a series of invisible platforms that you would need to get your x-ray visor. Oh, I remember for, this. And you would need to get to a different kind of position in order to damage Ridley. And I would be like, okay with this, except... That ain't going to do anything because Ridley flies like over and out of the stage. So I think yeah. you'd have to fundamentally change the way that Ridley flies around. And I think if you were going to fundamentally change the way that he flies around, I would just change it so that he's flying in closer quarters so you can fight kind of as is. Rather, You know what I mean? So like if you're, yeah. you're going to change the way you know, that he flies, just make it so that he flies in the arena. It feels more personal. So you said that you don't I, like the closed-in arenas, but I, I quite do actually. I think this would work if, um, you know, what you could do is when he gets to the peak, like you, you jump. So say like there's like a, a grapple hook that you can grapple onto Ridley, right? Oh, but man. it's out of but it, but it's but it's out of reach. It's out of reach. And but if you jump up just high enough, just high enough, you can grapple on and you can get that sort of cinematic experience you get with the uh, experiment. Um, what is it in Dread? Experiment something. Oh, whatever Z57. it's called. You know, or like you're actually jumping onto him and you're riding him for a while. You're, you're shooting missiles into him while you're riding him, and it's like if you could, but you can't grapple them unless you're high enough and so that's where you have to use a dark visor you jump on those platforms you, you grapple them and you can unload some missiles for a freebie um i could see it like that that would be that would be cool you know and that, that actually, I, it could add it that could add a nice thing i feel like um that almost bleeds into his his last and final suggestion which i i think what you just laid out could actually be even better than that but l- let me back up so his final suggestion is that we kind of reintroduce the original, original concept that Retro had for this fight way back in like 2001. And for anybody that doesn't know, um, which by the way, you can check out some of our cut content episodes or any of the Kiwi Talks interviews. The original idea was to have this fight, and we've probably all seen this concept art, of Ridley flying in a canyon and you're in your ship fighting him afterwards. And I think that might be like a bit too much of a departure for me. I mean, like it sounds awesome. Like it, it does sound awesome. Yeah. 
But it maybe sounds like a fight I would like for, like, a Silex or or someone else. Not Ridley. I like kind of that personal touch with Ridley. And I don't know if I'd want the ship there. But, like, what you're suggesting where you grapple onto Ridley, that could be cool. Like, you're that's a very close personal fight. It's almost like the tunnel fight in Metroid Prime 3. I, I actually, honestly, I... I... You guys talked about this once in a previous episode. I think it came up. I loved the idea of incorporating the ship into what a great way because Ridley flies, you don't. What a great way to even the odds by hey, use your ship to fly up with Ridley. Like in in, in like you could like use your ship as a as a as a platform, right? Like you know you know Samus yeah. and and then the ship auto auto follows ridley right and you're and you're trying to get some pot shots in while you can and like that would that would be cool i think that would be a great way to i i really i think that'd be great i would love to incorporate the ship as like a a middle sequence you know the first as like you got a first introductory sequence Uh, okay a second as a uh, then then you fall into a second like okay ridley's gonna do something crazy you better follow along in your ship and then you land into a you land finally his wings disappear, you land into sort of your final arena, and now you have the final third sequence. I think as a middle sequence, it would work really well. I, I agree, actually. And I'm, uh, what I'm thinking of is actually, I don't know if you ever played uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. but like, Oh yeah, I love that game. Final Battle is, uh, is a really cool sequence where like you start off fighting kind of puppet Zelda, and then Beast Ganon, and then Horseback Ganon, and then Ganon. And it's a really cool sequence. And I could see that working for, for Ridley that way yeah. as well. But I don't see it working for this specific Ridley fight. You know? This like, specific one, yeah. Hmm. I, I really I really love the laser idea. Um, and I really love the idea of fighting a flying enemy in your gunship. And even if it's Ridley, I think that that's kind of a cool idea. I guess they could have done it for this fight, but like... At that point, you're like completely changing and rearranging this entire fight so much that it's like it's it's like again, if we're gonna do this, like you might as well just design Ridley so that he doesn't fly away so far and keeps the combat a little bit closer. Because um, I I really like yeah. There's something about like Samus versus Ridley, like one on one bare knuckle brawl that like really appeals to me. Like I love that kind of melee close quarters. Yeah. I, I guess to ground myself in reality, being like, yeah, if we're talking just this fight, yeah, I guess I was getting ahead of myself. Like future, future Prime Four Ridley fight, that would be fantastic. But like, be... to truly, mm. truly just this fight, I mean, yeah, I guess it's it might not fit. Um, <laughs> system limitations aside, you know, it it just might not fit um, because it's you're you're even preempting. It's not even the final fight. You're preempting for 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 Prime. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. Um, I think. I think it's. I'm on the. I, think I don't that know. It's great. It's a but, great. Yeah. Right. It's a great idea. I don't. Yes. But as for this fight, I just don't know. And I and I think that, I think that if you were to do that, then, to me, anyways, it, it makes logical sense. It makes sense that if you're fighting Ridley in your ship, that like ship combat has been kind of like a, a big part of the Metroid game that you're playing in yeah, general, right? I, yeah, right, right. And I, and I don't see that being a part of Prime. Like, I don't know that anywhere that you could have... We're, we're fantasy booking completely here, but like, yeah, I don't know that you totally could have... Yeah, I don't know really anywhere are. you could have in, integrated that. If you told me that, like, the Omega Ridley fight from Metroid Prime Corruption had a sequence where, like, your ship was involved... Right. I could get down with that, because yeah. you use your ship a lot, but... Uh, 
Uh, I mean, hell, the, uh, the the falling in the cavern. I mean, that could have yeah. been instead of instead of what's his face picking you up, it'd be your ship, right? But like you know, but there's such a small space. I mean, we're yeah, again, we're we're going into fantasy land here, but still, I, uh, I'm down with that laser idea. I think that's a really cool. I I, I think that was I, a winner. I think so too. I think that's a great way to incorporate it because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's a great way to that would be a great way to again. I think to Dax's point just filling in that that time where he's flying around it gives you something to do yeah and there's there's consequence to it maybe even instead of like a, a bomb slot like put a couple spinner slots in there somewhere and you like you have to lower the laser to shoot at him or something i think that multiple, would be right yeah, yeah, yeah multiple yeah. right bomb and bomb slots and spinners hmm. that would be so yeah you, you bomb so awesome. to bring it up spinner to get it into aim and then bam man okay so the right. Silver Age of Metroid, Proteus Ridley, Meta Ridley, we're cooking. <laughs> it's a good time to be a Metroid fan. You know, we, oh, we thought really we is. would just cover a slew of topics, and uh, I'm I'm feeling good. I, you know what? I had a headache before we started, and I feel like it's it's dissipating as we're talking. Well, glad. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we we me and Metroid could help get rid of that. Who it's, needs Tylenol when you've got Metroid? It's the cure. It's the cure. Um, okay. Well, we that that's it. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna get out of here. Daniel, always a pleasure to have you on our show. Anyone that doesn't know, me. a lot a lot of the articles that you read over on our website. Uh, Daniel is the author of, and he's he's had a big hand in uh, some upcoming projects as well. So. Uh, our main man yeah thank you for uh, thank you for joining me today doing my best i'm doing my best well your best is awesome so there it is okay so check us out over on twitter uh i am at spateri316 daniel's at a fallen apple and we are at omega metroid pod uh once again we're shilling we got some merch new merch in our merch store we got a new patreon series coming out Lots of exciting things happening over at OmegaMetroid.com. We recently celebrated our one-year anniversary, by the way, which is crazy to think. It is crazy. Thank you uh, to everyone that has helped us kind of along the way. Um, Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, recommend, review, all that fun stuff. Uh, Tell a Metroid fan in your life where they can get their weekly Metroid fix. The only weekly Metroid fix, by the way, that exists in this uh, internet land. And uh, that's it. We'll see everybody back here next week. Until then, take care.